You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences. Mindfulness is presence, awareness. It's paying attention to what's happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity, and there are many health benefits from practicing mindfulness and meditation, from lowering blood pressure to increased longevity. Perhaps most importantly in today's chaotic world, Mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate to ourselves as well as others. I'm feeling pretty encouraged lately, for the first time in quite a while. I've gone out to breakfast or lunch several times in the last couple of weeks with friends. I'm planning a trip to Texas for a podcast convention, and I'm even thinking about a vacation. That's a vast change from being home alone most of the time, for two years. But I think it's important to remember that the pandemic isn't over. There are new variations of the virus, the stealth Omicron version is still flaring up in different spots around the world, and we still need to be careful. But it really is encouraging to feel like things are a little more normal. Encourage means to help or stimulate an activity, state, or view to develop. Encouragement is the act of giving someone support, hope, or confidence. It's critical to child development, but it is also important for optimal adult health. Encouragement can help with motivation, self-esteem, self-confidence, and validation. And it's not the same as praise. I have always experienced a little discomfort over being praised. It concerned me for a while as I wondered if it meant I had low self-esteem or low self-worth and therefore didn't deserve the praise. But after reading The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace by Gary Chapman and Paul White, I discovered that words of affirmation are simply not my form of feeling appreciated. Acts of service are, which definitely feels true, and so I thought that was that. But I came across an article on encouragement recently that really explained it well beyond feeling appreciated and it might be helpful for anyone who supervises employees or who has children or who really desires to support others in their endeavors. 
Praise focuses on what someone else thinks and often includes a judgment. When someone says, great job, they're expressing their judgment of you. I'm not saying it's not kind of someone to share a positive judgment of you, but I'm wondering if it's that underlying judgment that I've been somewhat aversive to. Encouragement is non-judgmental, but points out specific facts without evaluating them. Phrases like, you really worked hard on that, or you have so much experience, do not affect me the same way praise does. I appreciate someone noticing that I've worked long and hard, and it doesn't give me that slightly uncomfortable feeling that praise does. As I was reading, I saw the immediate correlation with a growth mindset versus a fixed one. With a growth mindset, the focus is on effort more than outcome, while with a fixed mindset, it's all about the outcome. And of course, the outcome is judged. I'm not saying praise or appreciation aren't important because they are. I'm just wondering if we need to be more mindful about using encouragement more than praise. Encouragement focuses on effort, which builds a person's pride in their own work. This type of encouragement teaches us to evaluate ourselves on our own merits. When we receive feedback about what we're doing, we learn to evaluate ourselves without comparing our efforts and success to those of others. For example, if you hear your boss tell a coworker, you did a fantastic job on that account, you might deduce that you must not have done a fantastic job because the boss didn't say anything to you. On the other hand, if the boss tells your coworker, you really put in the effort to get up to speed on that account, it has nothing to do with you or your accounts, so there's no discouragement. I can see how beneficial this could be for children as well, reducing the comparison children could make when one child gets praised versus being encouraged regarding their efforts. Genuine encouragement and appreciation spring from our own sense of gratitude. Nurturing our own sense of gratitude generates the recognition that we need each other, that other people increase the quality of our lives, and that they deserve recognition for what they contribute, big or small. When we are generous in offering praise and appreciation, it draws other people to us in a way that also reinforces our own sense of belonging, acceptance, and self-worth. We also need to learn to accept encouragement and appreciation from others, as well as give it. When we deny others the pleasure of encouraging us, we rob them of the opportunity to feel the sense of value that they experience by adding something positive into our lives. It is for that reason that I will work harder at genuinely accepting and appreciating praise, even if I prefer encouragement. For encouragement to have its biggest impact, it needs to become a consistent part of how you engage other people. When you develop a consistent outlook on life that appreciates all the blessings that come by the way of others, you are more generous, gracious, and patient in the way you interact with others. All of your relationships will begin to prosper as a result. So again, definitely praise others to show them that you appreciate them but use encouraging phrases whenever you can, like, I'm glad you're here, or you figured it out, or you worked really hard, or your input is always appreciated. The word encourage has the word courage right in it. When we encourage someone, we're helping them develop the courage or confidence to do something. That's the majority of my job as a coach, to encourage my clients to achieve their goals. 
While I certainly praise their accomplishments, I spend much more time acknowledging their efforts. Which circles back to myself. I definitely respond more positively to encouragement, and I think it's because it gives me more space to fail. I'm not focused on the outcome of what I'm doing nearly as much as I am the effort I'm putting in. If all of my focus was on outcomes, I wouldn't take risks, try new things, or feel comfortable with experimenting. Take some time to reflect on what makes you feel appreciated as well as what motivates you. If we're in need of praise, and especially if we're in need of constant praise, we're limiting ourselves to producing what we think others want. It's much more rewarding to produce what excites us, what we're interested in, and what we want to pursue. Of course, that may not be an option in every job, but hopefully by now you're not living to work, but working to live. Be open to encouragement to pursue your dreams beyond your job if you don't have the flexibility to do so within it. What if we don't have someone around to encourage us? Then we need to master self-encouragement by focusing on our strengths, positive qualities, and skills instead of our weaknesses and limitations. That sounds a lot easier than it really is, and that's because we're so hard on ourselves. Think about your self-talk when things are challenging or you're feeling like you don't have the skills or resources needed to get something done. Do you put yourself down? If so, focus on changing those negative thoughts to something like, I'm doing the best I can, or I can't control everything that's happening, but I can control my response to what's happening. When you fail at something, encourage yourself through words like, that didn't work, but I learned a lot from it, or now I know what not to do, so what's another alternative? Whether encouraging others or ourselves, recognizing how we're communicating is key to mindful communication. If our intention is to acknowledge someone for an accomplishment, praise may certainly be appropriate. But if we want to inspire or motivate others even more, encouragement may be a more powerful choice. And by empowering another person through encouragement, the effects will be much more long-lasting. So, I encourage you to mindfully reflect on the words you use, the intention behind the words, and to monitor your own self-talk, to make sure it's encouraging instead of discouraging. During this time of massive transition, we could all use a little more encouragement. Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills, paying attention to every detail of what you're doing, from washing dishes to work tasks to taking a walk. Your mind will wander, and that's normal. Each time you notice it has wandered, that's mindfulness. Consider how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful. You can help make that happen. It all starts with a mindful moment. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee and rate this podcast so that others can find us. Follow us on social media at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access all podcasts and interviews. 
A Mindful Moment is written by Teresa McKee. The English version is hosted by Teresa McKee, and the Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, MediaWrite Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. 